Hey, y'all. Welcome to the Carissa Mom Podcast with the HR Twins. We're so glad that you could join us today and so excited for this episode. So stay tuned. Welcome back to the Career Salon Podcast with the HR Twins. And it's just us this episode. We don't have a guest. We are talking about a hot topic or something in pop culture that we thought would be a good metaphor (laughs) for HR uh, type of things, um, you know, company environments. So we are going to talk about Mary at First Sight. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and how uh, some of the relationships on the show uh, compare to environments that maybe people have worked at. Yeah. And Carla got me, no, actually one of my former coworkers got me hooked on Mary at First Sight. But then I stopped watching it for a while. And Carla uh, <laughs> it's like, you need to watch Mary at First Sight. Yes. If I, Carla, why did you drag me into this mess? I don't know. It's a guilty pleasure. Like I watch every season. I think I've only missed two seasons, but this season, season 12 was like the most talked about season in Married at First Sight history. And even if people didn't watch, they still follow the drama. (laughs) So much drama. And I think that's, that's why. Right. And, you know, whether you're have only been in your career a shorter time or a longer time, you have probably endured a little bit of drama in a certain work environment. So, and you know, I mean, when you go for other jobs or new jobs, it kind of is like married at first sight. That's true. You Carla. really don't know what you're getting. No, you don't. So it's like it's, it's an experiment. Yeah, it is an experiment. Yes. Working a job, interviewing and going through the process. And then, you know, the company says who they are, what they stand for, their culture, how they do things. And you do the same thing as well. Present yourself, your credentials, your qualifications and yeah, it is Married at First Sight. So you're right on point, Carla. So for our audience, I want to explain what Married at First Sight is. If uh, our, some of our audience members do not watch the show, but Married at First Sight pairs singles together based on an extensive interview process that is designed to create the perfect match. Then the pairs meet for the first time at the altar and enter into a legally binding marriage with a complete stranger. The pair go on a honeymoon, move in together, and begin the process of intertwining their lives as they learn about their new spouse. At the end of the eight-week experiment, the couple sit down with a team of matchmaking experts to decide whether to stay married or get a divorce. And that describes... Finding a new job. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. Exactly. This is a great metaphor. So we wanted to break it down and um, maybe you all will go back and if you haven't watched season 12, you'll go back and watch season 12 uh, on on demand or Hulu or something and kind of see what we're talking about. But for those who are fans of Married at First Sight, uh, you know, this is going to be an exciting episode for you all. (laughs) And we just felt like being silly, uh, you know, this episode and like having some fun with, you know, an HR topic. So we decided to use Married at First Sight as a metaphor. Yeah. Let's get into the first couple. Okay. I want to start with 
Jacob and Haley. So Jacob is a guy, he works in IT and he was obsessed with the 80s. Mm-hmm. And Haley, I don't remember what she did for a living. Do you remember, Camille? I don't. I Haley, don't know. Wasn't, Haley wasn't that memorable to me. Yes, <laughs> exactly. But I think, like you said before, when we were talking before we started recording, I think they both came in with the right intentions. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think Haley absolutely thought that when she saw Jacob, oh, this is the man for me. I think she was like, oh. Okay, I mean, I'll try it. Yeah. Um, and so they got together, thought they started off great, and then they started having trouble. Yeah. It seemed like Haley was getting annoyed with every little thing Jacob did. She wasn't really into his personality or his humor. And Jacob didn't really like her lack of communication, passive aggressiveness. Yeah. And just totally acting like she didn't like him or didn't care for him. Mm-hmm. So we have yeah. this roller coaster. And I think by like week three, they kind of knew that they weren't going to make it. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah. yeah. We, and and people have the experience. Cause we, you know, people contact us all the time and, and ask us questions about companies and their careers and things like that. Because we're the career salon. Um, but this happens a lot. This mm-hmm. happens a lot between companies and employees that they hire, right? You go in with the best of intentions. It seems like on the surface, okay, you know, this might this might work. Let me test out the waters. Let me okay. see how it's going to be. And then you get into that job or the company starts to evaluate you or see what you can do like, you know, three, six weeks, 12 weeks down the line. And they're like, oh no, both parties are like, oh, we made a mistake. Right. This is not going to work. Yeah. So it happens. Yeah. And I, we are naming this couple a mutual disaster. Yes, mutual disaster. Because <laughs> guess was. what? They parted ways. And that's that's probably the best solution. Yeah. And if you're, in a, if you're in a scenario where you are in a situation where you're in a uh, new job and you see that it might be heading for disaster, um, you might want to separate <laughs> eventually, if it's, especially if you feel like it's a mutual thing, yeah. um, that you might want to look for other options. Yeah, I've seen many times where people, you know, have gone to their management and was like, you know what, I don't think this is working out for either one of us. Yeah. And they separate on good terms. They even get a reference letter, you know, to go to their next job. And it's it's all okay. It's about being mature and taking charge of your career. Yeah. So, I, don't, you know, I wouldn't say that Jacob and Haley were that mature, but <laughs> they no, I'm did. saying when you're going through the process of oh, evaluating, yeah. like, you know what, this is really not working for me and I don't I don't think it's going to work. Yeah. Uh, because yeah. it's just not a good fit. Yeah. So I've had a, I mean I've had a short position that was like that. It's mm-hmm. like you get into it you're like, "Oh my gosh, what did I do?" And like they're like the same. Like it some things just don't align. Right. And that's okay. Right. It's, it's nothing okay. to feel it's no it's nothing to feel bad about it. You know, you just you know, look out for other things and maybe something out there that's a, a better fit. And I hate the word fit or better alignment. I don't want to yeah. say fit. But it's oh. also, 
you know, every experience happens for a reason. So Mm -hmm. I would say to just pick up on those clues, maybe red flags that you missed or, you know, or things that you learned through that experience, Mm -hmm. even if it was short. So you can take with you to the next role or your next opportunity. So always learn from mistakes or, you know, things that have been challenging. So let's go to the next couple. Um, And this will be a short one because, you know, Vincent and Brianna. They were like the best couple on on the show this season. They did have some bumps. And I still see a few yellow flags with them. But they have potential. Yeah. And so that's why we named them As Good As It Gets. Yeah, As Good As It Gets on that season. Because sometimes that's just what it is. Right. Um, they they came from very different backgrounds. They had different ideas about money and spending and careers and, um, you know, where they were going to live kind of and, and things like that. So <laughs> but they got it together. I think that in the end, they were both willing to compromise and be flexible. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that's why they even made it to the end because if one of them had just a little bit more stubbornness, they wouldn't have made it. Yeah. Even though they both were kind of pretty stubborn, but I feel like, like unlike Jacob and Haley, whose intentions were good, they just, they just weren't bending for each other. Mm -hmm. I think that Vincent and Brianna you know, they were, they were different, mm-hmm. but they also were invested. Yeah. In the process. They were invested in the process mm-hmm. and they took to heart the feedback. Yeah. That each other, even though it took them, it may have taken a minute, right. but they took to heart the feedback that was given in their mm-hmm. environment. Yeah. And they, they literally made effort to work on it. Yes. And so it's still proved a good result. So yes. you have and environments like that. And most most work environments are like that. Because yeah. you're not going to have a perfect environment. It's yeah, going to be an as good as it gets environment. Because there's always going to be one or two things. Nothing's perfect. No, absolutely, Camille. And when I think about, you know, them being a model couple on this season and having that flexibility, that is definitely an observation and something that we should learn um, because it's really hard to work in an environment where no one's being giving in that way. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Yeah. Because even when you're working in teams, you to have a successful team, you kind of got to be flexible. Yeah. You do. I mean, you you gotta. You, everything can't be your way all the time. No, you're um, right. So I mean, that's a part of learning. That's a part of growing and stretching yourself to do things you wouldn't normally do. Things that are outside of your comfort zone, mm-hmm. and you know that came up with Vincent a lot doing yes. things his comfort zone. Brianna mm-hmm. kind of liked to. Vincent didn't. You know, didn't really like to. So yeah. But one thing I liked. Is Brianna, when she did something to annoy Vincent or saw that he was frustrated or he brought up the point that he's mm-hmm. frustrated, they would like kind of go about it a day or so or mm-hmm. at, at night she would ask, oh, I didn't know I, I made you that upset about this point. 
you know, mm-hmm. I'm going to work on that. I didn't know that. My intentions were not to do A, B, and C. So yeah. I think that um, that's an important point for people in their work environments to ask for feedback, to get yeah. to ask clarifying questions. Yeah. And to, like, she stated her intentions and, you know, said that she was going to work on, you know, whatever it, it might have been. But I like that communication aspect. And I think that we should do that in our careers, in our work environments. Ask for feedback. Ask clarifying questions uh, to the people that you work with. Yeah. And I, one more thing. I do like that Brianna was willing to add to who she was. So, you know, Vincent was from the Dominican and he spoke fluent Spanish. Yeah. She didn't really know Spanish, but she was taking the time and giving the effort to learn Spanish. Yeah. And I really did love that. Um, so adding to our skill sets, people. Yes. You know, adding to our making our value go up. Yeah. Um, she she realized like, you know, she didn't have a problem with learning something she didn't know. And she was interested because, you know, she cared for him. Yeah. And so those are the things that you're you do when you're invested in something, you have a passion for something and you really want something to work. You're yeah. you're willing to do those things to learn and to be better at your job. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Before we go to our next couple, let's take a break and hear from our sponsor, Anchor. Okay, we're back. So we're going to talk about Clara and Ryan. <laughs> Clara and Ryan were a little bit weird to me because they right. were... They were op- total opposite of each other. Yeah. I mean, when you look, at, you look at their relationship on the season, you know, Ryan was very like structured and yep. very studious, yep. and very um, kind of conservative in his approaches. And then you have Clara, who's kind of more like a little bit B personality, a little bit kind of like a. I wouldn't say a wild child, but she's just free a little spirit. Yeah, free spirit type of go with the flow type of person. Mm-hmm. I think one of the questions um, they were talking about um, at a donut shop and Ryan asked her, like, do you have any goals and things you want to achieve? And she was like, no. <laughs> she just was kind of like, I'm here riding through life, doing what I can. I think she was a flight attendant. So, yeah, she was. Yeah. So they were totally opposite, but they ended up staying together as well. So sometimes opposites do attract, and that's yeah. even in the workplace. Even if you're on the outside looking in, like, how could you work there? I don't understand how that even fits your personality. Yeah. Sometimes it just works. And, and sometimes you figure out something is what you need, not necessarily what you what want. You want. Yes, Carla. So I think mm-hmm. she figured that out that mm-hmm. she, for a person that didn't have a structure, that was a free spirit, that, you know, she didn't budget. <laughs> right. And, you know, it was something that she needed, not necessarily something that she wanted. And the same thing for Ryan, although he seemed to be the more, more structured person, he didn't fold his clothes up, you know, <laughs> yes. in his drawers. And he, he, his idea of cleaning up the kitchen and having the uh, countertops clear was putting everything in a cabinet <laughs> to seem <laughs> like 
he was all clean and you know, yeah. and she opened that cabinet and she was like, What? All your yeah, stuff nothing is in was here. organized, it's all over the place. Yeah. You just threw this stuff in here. Yeah. So sometimes, you know, people may not get it. Like you're right, Carla. People may not get it. Um, and they're like, What is going on? Like your personality this way, and you work for, you know, a company like this. But sometimes it just works. Opposites do attract even in the workplace. Right. All right. Yeah. So our next couple is <laughs> the Lake Show, baby. It's Virginia <laughs> and Eric. And I'm saying that because that's what Virginia called them. Uh, I forgot why. she. They were playing a game or something. And she named that was the name of their team, the Lake <laughs> Show. So if she, if, if everybody that reviews Married at First Sight, they always say it's the Lake Show. <laughs> <laughs> it was hilarious. I guess you had to be there, <laughs> right? Sorry. <laughs> well, Virginia, Eric, Virginia, I forgot what she did for a living. She was an account remember. coordinator, I think. Yeah. But she was substantially younger than Eric. Oh, yeah. Like, yeah. what, 10 years? About yeah. 10 years? Yeah, about yeah. 10 years. Mm-hmm. And Eric, he was in the military. He's a pilot. So mm-hmm. oh, this couple, I didn't like this couple. I didn't either. I didn't um, either. And we're naming this couple the family business or startup um, with your <laughs> yes, because <laughs> I, I was thinking about it from that perspective um, perspective because they argue so much. Oh my god! But then they just after the argument they loved each other and we want to be together and you're my everything. It's kind of like family or kind of yeah. like friends starting a startup, right? And so yeah. that's how I perceive them. It's like more of a family business. Like, you know, like even with me and Carla, like we argue, we fuss, yep. we fight all the yep. time. But guess what? We're family. We're still going to be together. <laughs> yep. Yep. And they and they came from different backgrounds as well. Eric, you know, came from a more stable environment with his family, with his career. Virginia, not so much, I think, <clears throat> Her parents were remarried and um, they all had trouble with family issues Mm -hmm. when she was growing up. And so she had a different perspective. And, you know, I think on both sides, it was them getting to know each other's stories Mm -hmm. and the way that they approach marriage and life. Mm-hmm. Because, you know, Eric is much more structured, like you need to be home before a certain time. Mm-hmm. You shouldn't be hanging out with your friends all the time. And men and women can't be friends and all of this. And she's like, I'm going to do whatever I want. And I like <laughs> drinking. <laughs> <laughs> so it was just, I mean, on the outside looking in, you be like, why is this working? But, you know, you have those family members. Aunt Susie or Aunt Kim or Uncle Richard or something. And, you know, they may not be the the consummate, like, family member. But, I mean, you still love them. What can you do? Yeah. But sometimes it's unhealthy. We'll see how this, we'll see, you know, down the road, you know, how this works out. But with It's green toxic for me. Yeah. Like the whole, the, yeah. The They're, whole episode. Yeah. yeah. 
Oh, then we have our last couple. Oh, my, oh, goodness. my goodness. If you all watched the Married at First Sight, you probably watched this season just for this couple. Yes. Because it was so toxic. When you think of a toxic work environment, <laughs> think of Chris and Paige. Oh, my goodness. Married at First Sight. Fully toxic. That's all. That's the only way we can describe it. We uh, we titled them uh, when the job posting lied. lies, lies, lies. You tell lies. The job posting looked like it was written on gold tiles. Yeah. And then when Paige got into this marriage, it was a disaster. I mean, total disaster. Mm-hmm. For the most part, it was because of Chris. Um, Chris was, he was a narcissist. Narcissist. Yeah. Narcissist. He put on a persona that even the experts didn't grasp. They didn't pick up on him and his level of authenticity. They thought he was a great guy. They felt like they gave him exactly what he wanted in Paige. And they thought that he had really good qualities and he was nice looking and all of that. And he was honest and truthful. And when Paige clicked on that job application, <laughs> it said submit. And then she had her first day. Ooh. Yeah, it was rough. Ooh. That was just, it was just oh. toxic, toxic matter dripping off the screen. But the it thing that makes me the so thing upset. That eventually the audience was like, oh, Chris, oh, Chris, he's horrible. But then we started to think like, Paige, why are you staying? Yes. Why? Yes. Yeah. And I mean, it's he, was a lot of- her. he basically mm-hmm. called her ugly. Yeah. He didn't like her. Mm-hmm. And he just kept playing mind games with her. So you don't like her, but then you tell her stuff like, I I don't, I'm scared I'm going to fall in love with you. What? And the mic drop of the season is on their honeymoon. He found out, supposedly, he found out during his honeymoon that his ex-fiance was pregnant with his baby. Oh, my God. Too much. It was like one one foot dropped after the other on this situation. And it was very toxic. And quite a few work environments from people that contact us all the time are like Chris and Paige on Married at First Sight. Yes. Toxic work environment. But, you know, Paige, I'm not going to put it all on her because, of course, this is a reality show and they edit a lot. Yeah. But a lot of what Paige was showing is that she was trying to stick it out. Mm -hmm. They committed to something that was toxic. Yeah. we want to recommend that if you're in a work environment that is super toxic consistently, you need to leave. Yeah. <laughs> you need to leave. Do not be like Chris and Paige on Married at First Sight. I mean, it impacted her mental health. Yeah. Yeah. And it impacted people's perception of her, right? Yeah. We talk about personal brand all the time, all the time. right? Mm-hmm. And and she even said this on a reunion. She may not be a weak-willed person that can't stand up for herself and things like that, but 
based on her going back to a toxic environment over and over again. Right. Her audience, millions of people on right. Twitter, on Instagram, called her weak. And all these things saying that she needed to leave Chris, but she never did. And she right. was always trying to support him and have his back. And he never did that for her. And he just keep he just kept pushing negativity mm-hmm. and this toxic waste on their relationship and on her. Right. And so, you know, that's a perception that people that is gonna follow. Page, unfortunately, even if she's not weak willed and all of those things that people say about her, but because she stayed in that toxic situation for the better part of, you know, the episode or the season, you know, people will think that, but everybody was probably screaming at the TV, get out, Paige. I get know out. I was. <laughs> I know I was. Yeah, so it it was it was rough. That was like the worst and most dramatic couple ever in the history of of Married at First Sight. Yeah, it was like y'all. If you don't watch one season of Married at First Sight, you will want to go back. And look at this season and email us. Tell us what you think about these couples or comment on our Instagram when we post a flyer for this podcast so we can know what y'all think because it was dramatic. Yes, please tell us. And you know, y'all are probably crazy. Like, why are they talking about married at first sight in HR? Because the parallel is so strong. Yeah. With this season and all types of environments that people work in these days, yeah. um, every couple to us represented something that we see in yeah. different work environments. So we had to do it and we had to make it fun because guess what? Our job is to make HR cool again. Yes. <laughs> So that we're going to wrap it up and we thank you all for listening to this episode and having a little fun with us, laughing with us. If you haven't watched Married at First Sight, catch it on on demand or, you know, uh, the Internet, YouTube or wherever you can find it. But it's season 12. Um, But if you have any questions or want to talk to us about the season, like Carla said, feel free to DM us or email us at info at the career salon dot com. And we're going to hear from our sponsor, Black and HR. Thank you so much for joining us. Bye. Bye. Now a word from our sponsor, Black in HR. What is Black in HR? It's a community of over 5,000 Black HR professionals around the country who share jobs, uplift each other, and meet for social events. The mission is to create a safe space and one-stop shop for Black HR professionals to grow, network, and learn. As a member of the community, you have access to partnership with some of the largest organizations in the world. You have experts available to educate and train you and also set you up for success navigating your career. If you would like to partner to post jobs, if you are looking for this type of community to share and gain knowledge, or if you're simply lost in HR, go to theblackinhr.com to get started. This is Carla, the HR expert. And this is Camille, the recruiting expert. And we're the HR twins. You just finished an episode of the Career Salon podcast. 
be sure to follow us on all social media platforms at The Career Salon. And don't forget to subscribe and follow on all podcast platforms for upcoming episodes.